Polka Barstool. Welcome back. It's our first pubcast of 2018. Man, I, I don't know about you. I had a nice little break there. Hope you did as well. Uh, enjoyed yourself, relaxed, reflected a little bit, and are ready to roll for the new year. Uh, I've got JR, John Robinson, my backup CEO, business manager, on with me again today. He misled me a little bit. I thought we were going to talk about aspirations, 2018 aspirations. Instead, the topic ended up being rapid fire start to setting your 2018 aspirations, I guess. So what are you craving? What do you want more of? What do you give yourself more permission to be? What's different about you? Yeah, he, got, he gets deep. He does. Admit it. Didn't feel a little uncomfortable. So this is going to be a good one. Sit back. Relax. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. John here from JohnLumber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where we invite you to the virtual pub. And today we're getting drunk on entrepreneurship. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I'm not going to get corny and say, it's been since last year. But I guess I just did. It's been since last year. JR, welcome back. How you doing, man? I'm doing amazing. I'm happy to start off a new year. Very healthy. I'm on day seven of boot camp. Mm. So if you see that glow, it's because I'm Whoa. in good work shit or work work out shape, I should say. <laughs> what was what was that uh, Facebook post I saw the other day of you and chicken, <laughs> eating your chicken waffles though, the big old stack? Yeah, one of my buddies. So yeah, I posted on Facebook a stack of chicken and waffles, and then I'm and one of my buddies said, "You might as well have just not gotten up and done the 6 a.m. boot camp, and just not eaten that. You would have been equal." I'm like, no, nah, that's okay. So yeah, I did eat a bunch of waffles. Are, and you, are you doing? Because yeah. a lot of people go alcohol free during January. Are you doing that? Um. I started it and then I stopped because I said that I'm more inspired by adding workouts in and then those workouts as a lead domino uh, help me live a healthier life versus saying no alcohol first. So, mm -mm. I, but I just ha I haven't drank that as much, uh, you know, in the first few days. I don't know. I think I've had like one or two, but. I don't like saying that, but I don't have anything now to drink. If that's what you're saying, uh -huh. you have that. On <laughs> I love that no one uh, listening to podcasts has any idea. Uh, all right, well, cheers to you then. Uh, I've got my Gatorade. Cheers. Nice, and I have a water, so I'm staying hydrated. Because again, if the goal was to drink more water, like nah. But if it's to work out really heavy, I end up drinking a lot of water after after being dehydrated from running and everything else. Right. Cheers. So today I know you want to talk about 2018 aspirations. What, what's behind that? What are you thinking? Yeah, I told you that, but I just wanted to distract you because oh, no. that's not really what I wanted to talk about. That's but it is kind of. 
So here's what I want to do. I want to go through some rapid fire questions that are going to help stage you for this year. And I am going to give Danielle Laporte some props. And it's, it's some work that she's put together that I've been reading a bit. And I'm giving her some props because she some, some of these questions are from, from her work. So I don't know what the book was and all that, but I'm just I'm still going to give her props as an author. All right, so here's the rapid fire start. First question. Oh no. And these are open ended, so just <gasps> say whatever. Yeah, here it comes. Here it comes, and just know that this is designed so your aspirations just sweat out of you. Just sweat out of you. You don't have to write. <laughs> so, I crave blank. Privacy, relaxation, uh, achievement. Okay. Privacy, relaxation, and achievement. I'm going to write some of these down just so, just so I have them. Other than time or money, what I want more of is blank. Uh, experiences. Hmm. Elaborate on that one a little bit, because I think you just got back from a travel experience. Mm -hmm. So an experience meaning, um, you know, learning something or seeing something for the first time or, you know, creating memories, really, uh, when it comes down to Because if, if, you know, you, you think about... Um, you know, what were the things that uh, make life difficult? If you get rid of all of those things, if you just sit around on your butt watch TV all day, you got no experiences and it's just going to be boring and you're going to hate life. So there's got to be something. There's got to be traveling. It's got to be new challenges and memories, you know, things that are eventful. So I'll, it's, I'll pivot on that a little bit and I'm going to lead you a little bit too. What's the best result for you if you have a life full of experiences? What's the re best result for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, a life that has fulfillment and that uh, purpose and something usually the, there's something that, that excites me motivates me something i'm proud of so something i can always talk about um challenges overcome cult, new cultures experienced yeah okay uh what's the worst result by not having any yeah. experience well, designed in your life oh what's what's the result best worst result of not having experience um, mm -hmm. Well, you're basically just existing. If there's no experience and it's like uh, Groundhog Day and there's nothing new, there's no fulfillment, depression seeps in, it's like losing purpose, all that good stuff. There we go. I was leading this to you because I, in all the years that I've known you, I would believe now that there's a direct correlation to the number of experiences that you create for yourself that are enjoyable 
to your dips and your dips meaning feeling a little sad, feeling a little mm, unmotivated, feeling a little blah, mm, maybe a little boredom. So a little boredom. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I would say. And that's why I was leading you there because I know, you know, through the years, as an entrepreneur in general, there are, there are dips, there are boredom dips. And I think those boredom dips can be, I won't say minimized as the number of dips you have, but probably the intensity of the dip. Because I think, I, I, before I say I think, I'll ask you, would your coaching your son's baseball team and you know just baseball in general is that an experience for you that i don't know energizes you yes yeah so if you didn't have that that would make running your business yeah if i didn't have more, that i better have yeah. some sort of other outlet or i'd go mm-hmm. crazy because i mean it's such you'd go crazier crazier it's it's a much bigger it's it's such a big part of my life that I admittedly have very little room for like friends and stuff but so in other words if I didn't have baseball then I better find something else to do so baseball let's say it's a hobby is it a hobby yeah well, with that said, so hobbies are important, and I think you're hitting the nail on the head. For those that are looking this year to have, I'm going to say better balance, because I still don't believe in balance. I believe in knowing, using day parts or of where to spend time. It will never be equal. But I think having hobbies helps uh, make things a little bit easier on the entrepreneurship side. Like you just said, and what are your other hobbies? <laughs> uh, Madden, you can say it. I don't know anymore. I haven't played Madden since Christmas of last year of oh. 2016. That remember when we had that podcast right. where, yeah, I quit, I, I never played again. Uh, no, no kidding. So then, do you, you're not doing any other games? Well, are we broke? Oh. And, and Lisa's being uh, very challenging when it comes to getting like a PS4 or something for the boys. And, and for good reason, I think, uh, well, you know, worry about me too, but I think we have probably one kid in particular we got to worry about uh, getting addicted to that stuff. Um, but no, I mean, otherwise, like, geez. Um, I well, mean, did, it's, didn't you, it's well, like TV shows did, and stuff. Right. Didn't you play fantasy football? Not really. <laughs> Not really. You can say it right now. Yes, you did play fantasy football in our family league. Who won this year? I don't even. I'm not even sure. Did, did we have a winner? Because um, I, 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 I figure it's just like you know, scrimmages. That's a shame. I hope this year for your aspirations, respect shows up as one of them because you know that I won the family I, I fantasy football. Time. Two out of three years. Well, I definitely so, wouldn't consider yes. it much of a hobby. Like you know, back in the day when it was like, oh, I'm in five leagues at once, or even more than that, and there's a lot going on there. Now it's just like it's just something that's happening, but I don't. Yeah, I, 
what I wish we, the boys and I were doing is like playing fantasy basketball or fantasy ba- fantasy baseball or something that's a little bit more in depth. Oh, that's cool. So back to that question of other than time or money, what I want more of is fantasy baseball, huh? Maybe. Yeah. What about on the business front? So answering those questions again, because you're answering them for you personally, uh, I crave what on the business front? Um, accomplishment, achievement, uh, okay. re- reaching goals, uh, doing something I can be proud of. How, how do you measure? How do you measure achievement when you just like the way you just said that? Is it what is it? Uh, it's a combination because you know I'd be lying if I said it didn't include things like revenue. It mm-hmm. does, but it also includes uh, feedback from people that that they're happy that you know I was able to make a difference. Um, it, it includes to a point, although I, again I. I I crave privacy more and more these days, but to a point, recognition. Um, although I could kind of go without that for the most part these days, and I'd be happy. Um, but just just some sort of sign that what I'm doing is uh, making a difference, and it's ethical and po- positive on the world, that type of thing. What you use the word proud? What what does proud look like for you? Because you just said achievement, so I get those achievements. What's what's proud? Is that is that measurable for you? Uh, I don't know how you measure it. I mean, it's because I, I think uh, I think proud goes hand in hand with the achievement as long as you define achievement correctly, right? So if I said achievement was just making money, um, then it could be something I'm not particularly proud of, depending on how I made that money. So, um, yeah, I guess still you could say that um, end of the day is this a business that I want to tell people about? You know that um, that I wouldn't be embarrassed to explain or whatever. Which there is still a part of that. Like anyone who's not involved in Facebook ads, and I try to explain, and I don't. It's just it's a marketing business. And they're like, oh, so you have clients. Like, no, I don't. It's, it's really kind of complicated but simple at the same time. It's Facebook ads, and then that sounds kind of sleazy. Like, so, yeah. I, I, so maybe, well, here's a couple of things that show up when I heard you say that. I think there's something to be proud of when your business is in alignment with your core values. And that's kind of hard to measure sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like you just said, like your core values is not many of your core values. I won't go into all of them, but some of your core values involve being authentic mm-hmm. and involve not being a predator and not being a, a was it snake oil salesman? Like yeah. So so that that's qualitative, I guess, not quantitative because you can't really measure that. It's how you feel about the business. And those I things think. are all on a high level. I, th- I think. Um, Really, at a more basic level, anyone who's who's hit a one-year, two-year, three-year now, six-plus-year anniversary, and you're still working for yourself—that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Say almost to a point, no matter what it is, 
because that's I think that's quite an accomplishment and something I kind of forget about sometimes and take for granted. Yeah. No, I like that. Now, that second question, because you said this is what you crave. You crave achievement. You crave, you know, being proud. And and I'll even add another word that I try to stay on top of is impact. You know, it's making an impact, not only for you, but for the people that you influence. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe you to someone who knows nothing about Facebook marketing as a Facebook Facebook marketing you know, guru, I would describe you as, you know, a teacher, uh, a marketing teacher in essence. I mean, that, that's what I think you are is kind of a marketing and advertising professor. And you have lots of people who read your content. You have lots of people who are better because of reading your content. So that's, that's how I would, you know, introduce you to a stranger who knows nothing about Facebook ads. Um, but on to the second question again. So other than time or money, what I want more of is blank, and that's for the business. And, and I think we kind of go back to, um, you know, accomplishment and experience and positive feedback. Mm, okay. So it's similar to what you crave. So what uh, you crave and what you want more of are, are the same. Yeah. And, I, and, I'm going to ask... Go ahead. Oh, because I want to say, because this has been kind of hitting, sitting in the back of my mind when talking about experiences. I think something we miss here is that, yeah, experiences are really, really important. uh, But kind of what, because, you know, without them, it's depressing and this and that. But what we forget, though, at least I think I, again, can take for granted, because we've engineered this thing where this is pretty low stress business for me these days, is that experiences can, can also be a pretty negative thing, too. So you're enduring lots of failure, lots of doubt, um, lots of stress. You know, the business isn't going well. You know, customers and uh, software and all these kind of things are just are falling in on you, uh, collapsing in on you. So experiences aren't necessarily, I would say, quote unquote, good. There's still things you can learn from. But uh, I said, when you crave an experience, I think uh, you got to be careful what you wish for in some cases. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I would add to a couple of things here because I think, you know, when you think about other than time and money, what I want more of, when it comes to the business, I think things to run smoother is that's a, that's a fair wish is to to want things to run smoother. Um, I think easier is a fair wish. I think it's a fair wish to have things to be more fun. I think that uh, to be of more value to staff or to uh, your your customers or clients, those are all fair things to to consider too. And I would I beg to I would guess that you would nod your head to kind of those, those are all in tune with, with achievement and significance they for are, you this year. They are, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's something to be careful about again. I mean, we've talked about making things easier and simpler and more streamlined. And, mm-hmm. and when you do that, you can end up engineering out uh, some experiences that help you feel accomplished and reach your goals and that kind of thing too. And do you want more free time? Do you want more free time? No. I, no, I don't, I don't okay. think I need yeah. more free time. I think more Good. free more free time would probably be a, a negative for me. 
Good. That's that's a good to hear because I in you know a, a lot of other other people that I that I work with and and my peer groups. There's that longing for man. I wish I had more free time. So that that's good. I like to hear that you said that because that that feels successful for me. Is that you're not longing for that? But I think we just you just got off of a a nice little break. So that, we'll, we'll that check, was as we'll much free there. time of, as I've ever had, and for not touching work at all. Uh, for and for those I don't know weeks. how how long what, two plus weeks? Yeah. Two well, plus weeks. I mean, so we left on Wednesday the twenty seventh. So I mean, that's after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the reality is. Before Christmas is really when um, I finished everything. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. So, oh, no, no, Mon- Christmas was Monday, right? Uh, but it was like one or two days before Christmas. And then, um, so I guess that would be like the, let's say the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the last day I did any work. Um, we went to Hawaii on the 27th, got back on the 4th. Uh, closest I got to doing work was I sent out that email to my list on the 5th. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did very small things like uh, checking inbox kind of stuff. But um, So, I don't know, you do the math. Uh, today is really my first day of work. I mean, I, I did create a quick video tutorial today. Nice. So It's like the closest thing, and we had a team meeting. Um, right. And today is the 8th, so from like the 23rd to the 8th. Hey, we had a we had a daily huddle too. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. You don't consider our one-on-one daily huddle as a as a, a win. No, that was, but that was today. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just saying it's right. it hasn't been right. like it hasn't been like a high intensity day by any means. Right. Yeah, I get it. All right, so let's move on to the next question. I need to give myself more permission to be blank. Now, again, answer this from just John Loomer. Not business, just John Loomer. Need to give myself more per- give myself permission to be more. No, no, no. So let me read it. Read it again. I need to give myself more permission to be blank. Uh, imperfect. And that's, mm. that's not to say that I, I'm a perfectionist or anything. I'm just, I'm hard on myself and I know I sh- shouldn't be. And that's not just so, business-wise, it's other stuff too. So it, it would would that be a close cousin to be kinder to yourself? Yeah. Is that, is that what you think? Just being kinder to yourself? And and on the personal side, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Where, where do you find that you're, you're too hard on yourself? Um, you know, just second guessing myself as a father or as a husband, I mean, or as a coach, I mean, all those types of things, my daily life. How do you, how do you reach that? Cause you're, you're striking a chord with probably a lot of people. It's a lot of entrepreneurs who are, have the role of being an entrepreneur, the role of being a mother or father the role of being a boss. I mean, there's so many roles associated with entrepreneurship and, you know, being a parent. What, 
what shows up for you? It was like, what, what are some of your pain points? Um, you know, it's honestly, it's trying to help my sons navigate teenage hood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but also knowing they're going through challenges I never would have had to experience, whether it's with, uh, due to technology, whether it's due to having a huge school that I didn't have. I mean, those, those types of things. I mean, how, how big was your school when you went to, to high school? What, what was your class size? 500. That's big. No, my school was 500. My class what was, was your like class size? 120 or something. Oh, that's tiny. So mine was 331. I still remember that. My class size. Yeah. So the boys' class sizes, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Michael's school, I think, is 2,500 kids. And he's in, wow. the, you know, he's in the top 10 right now, GPA, top eight, I think. So that's the school, but his class, in you his don't class. know. No, in his class, he is. His class is 2,500? No, his class is like, whatever, you do the math, it's probably right. 600 or something. Yeah, wow, that's still a big class. Mm-hmm. Still a big class. So, okay, cool. So I get that. On the business side, same the same answer. I need to give myself more permission to be. Um, I don't know. Um, it, that's the perfect answer. Yeah, I don't know. That's the perfect answer. You don't you don't realize that it you to give yourself more room to say you don't know. I, I've seen that to be uncertain. Yeah. You're laughing. And do you know that there's a power to, to embracing uncertainty? Because I think in, in business, you just, so many people think that you have to know. Like you have to 100% know, or if you don't, then you don't do it. And I think you've done a good job over the years of being uncertain and still moving forward. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, this year's going to be, it's interesting because going into last year, there was, I think, the highest level of certainty that I've probably ever ever had, and that that ended up being a source of some discontent. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, and I think going into this year, there's high, there's a high level of certainty, but I, I admit I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned about how much free time there's going to be. Like we were just talking about it in the team meeting today, like, man, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's, there's more on my slate now than there definitely was last year and more things to remember. Whereas this, it was pretty easy last year to like not be organized, I still knew mm-hmm. what I had to do all the time as opposed to having everything written down like, oh, yeah, I've got to do this. I feel like that's I'm, I'm more in that phase right now, which is a little stressful. So could you say I need to give myself more permission to be organized? Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess it depend, depends on how you define organization, right? 
because I'm, I'm not completely hopeless on an organization and I'm not someone yeah. who like could forgets everything except for anything Lisa tells me. Uh, but business wise, I feel like I'm still relatively organized. In the, in the past, do you, would you describe, let's say past meaning the three years, the past three years, do you find yourself leaning more toward being more organized or less organized through the years, the last three years only? Uh, I think more organized. Okay. So what are the tips for people who are trying to, over the next their next three years, be more organized? I think it's a matter that we've talked about many times, just having a structure. So it's... So it's not a ma- so it's not like oh what day of the week am I doing this again because it's always the same. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know Mondays I do this and I know Tuesdays I do that Wednesday Thursday Friday. So um, that I think that makes things easier. I do um, within my notes app on my phone. Like yes, I, I I've experimented with things like reminders, and notifications, and apps mm-hmm. and things like that. They don't work for me because of the way. Uh, I use them and they just didn't, they didn't work the way I needed them to, but just having a list of things I needed to do and then like erasing them when I did them. And like, I'll say, especially this came in heading into that Christmas break. I, there was, I knew I had a million things I had to do before I left and I made a long list of, okay, these are the things that basically it's open. Like I gotta do them. It doesn't really matter what day I do them, but I've got to do them before I leave. These other things, like these are things I have to do on Monday. These are things I have to do on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I just knock them out and delete them from the list. So that was my way of of getting through because I couldn't have done it just off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I got to do that because there were too many things at that point to keep track of, and they weren't structured in terms of when I would normally do things. Hmm. All right. Have you ever used any prioritization methods? I think that's kind of an example of that because, like I said, there are things that had to be done today um, mm-hmm. that would be on that list, and I would even have a time, like when I want to get done that day, and then I'd have this separate list that just was my open list of things I knew I had to get done, but I have to get those things done today first. So I'll share some techniques that I've personally used and observed. Um, the... Franklin Covey, A, B, C, D matrix. It's like highly important or important, important and urgent. So that's one way that I I personally use that. I know a lot of people use that in order to prioritize lists. I use a note card system. So I have like a three by five note cards that for whatever task it is, I have like literally a shoebox with all those cards in there. And I just grab the deck at the beginning of the day and I sort them out, and so I don't lose anything. I also use Basecamp, which, yeah. which I'm not going to say John's opinion on it. Yeah, well, he just did. Um, so I love using Basecamp, and it's in essence kind of those note cards. Didn't we used to use Trello? Trello was Trello. it? Trello. Trello, yeah. and, and we really use that mainly for design projects. So used it uh, right. with Leah, and it, it worked yeah. worked well for that. Um, but it was yeah. pretty simple and I know people use it for all kinds of stuff. But that's, that's how we used it only. And that was just a matter of like creating cards for each, each project that needs to be done. And she'd add notes to it as she had questions and that kind of thing. 
But I'd be, well, I'd, I'd, be curious, I'd be curious to know what other people use, because and I guarantee I've tried everything. And my problem is like there's certain things like they do have a due date, some of them don't. Um, and what's a way of organizing all that without getting notification overload? And uh, and actually being effective because I just haven't found anything to be all that effective. That's why I keep just going back to a simple notes app where it doesn't notify me of anything. It just shows me what I need to do. Well, you used to use a whiteboard. You don't use it anymore, right? Guess what? I just added four things to it today. But oh, that's nice. (laughs) It's crazy though. There were notes on there. I swear to God, some of them were like probably nine or ten months old. There were only two, two two notes on there. And I had yeah. even taken care of them, I think. So uh, I, I go in and out of using the whiteboard. Uh, the problem is I'm just not always down here. So right. having a whiteboard isn't always that effective. Like I'll even take my laptop and go upstairs. And then at that point, what's, what's the whiteboard doing for me? That's why I end up going back to use my notes app, which is also available on my laptop. It syncs between my laptop and my phone and iPad, whatever. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So one thing, and I'll go back to the Crave question because – you use the word achievement there. Now you've gotten your to-dos, your list, what you're going to do, and you check them off. Do you reflect back on the week and say, wow, this is what I achieved or at the end of the day because you checked this off? Because I'll, I'll lead you to your running schedule for your plan for last year. You're running, you mark off the miles you ran in a color-coded system, and then you get to see that progress all the time, right? Yep. Do you use that same method at all for business? Um, partially. I mean, I, I think with uh, my spreadsheet for tracking revenue and whatnot, um, I mean, it's not like color-coded or anything like that, but I mean, I do get a certain enjoyment <clears throat> from marking each um, new task off of a list. It's not mm-hmm. so much of this great, you know, reflection period or anything like that. But um, yeah, yeah, and and I, I mentioned that because I use an app called Winstreak, which right. is just a free app that you just write out your wins of the day and whenever they happen, and then at the end of the day. If your desire is to reflect back on the day and say, man, did I do enough, yes or no, and you look at your your little wins of the day, nine, nine times out of ten for me, when I look at it and I reflect back, I'm like, oh, wow, I did more, I accomplished more than I thought whenever I write it out or type it out. When I don't do that, those are the days I'm like, oh, I don't really know what I accomplished today. So, So, yeah, for those that are wanting that little boost at the end of the day or the boost at the end of the week. I know some guys, I know some guys who do a, what they call as a general's tent, which is 30 minutes with yourself at the end of each week where you go in and if it's go out to the coffee shop or if it's go wherever and have solitude and look at your previous week on all the battles, all the, the strategies where you put your resources, where you had your wins, and they just reflect on the week. So then you can feel a sense of gratitude. Because I would say when when entrepreneurs get into funks, 
it's a lot of not acknowledging the or having a level of awareness of the gratitude of the progress that you're making. And, you know, those are little techniques. Yeah, doing that. you know, something I've gotten away from and I know it's effective, at least to a point, but I don't know if I just never got it to work right for me was journaling. And I used to journal. I tried to do it every day. <clears throat> I found it, though, sometimes to be counterproductive because I ended up... I got mine right yeah. there. Because, because you know, when I write and if I'm going to be just, you know, kind of stream of consciousness or whatever, I can get kind of deep into my head. And all of a sudden it gets kind of too deep. <laughs> and it's like, uh, th- is this helping me? Or just it's making me more depressed, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. So uh, that doesn't sound mm-hmm. very healthy at all. But um, so... Because I'm also a wordy guy. I can't just like uh, successes today and like list off two things and, you know, challenges, whatever, two things. Like I have to write this four page essay about it, you know. Maybe you should use less words. Maybe it's just bullets. Yeah, just bullet journal. Because they do have bullet journals out there. Because I, I, that is a, a technique that I, I use a lot of in the last 120 days is journaling. And it's, it's helpful for me because it clears my head. And I know some other guys that get in the practice of it and they say that it gets more distance between their head and their actual hand of getting it out of their system. So that's kind of a value of, of journaling. And I I believe in that as well. All right, last question. Last question. What's different about me is that blank. What's different about me is that blank. Is that compared to something else or somebody else or what? Whatever whatever shows up for you. What's different about me is that blank. I don't know. I feel like I have a very unique set of experiences mm-hmm. so whether you know just a combination of everything that makes me me like where i grew up grew up in three different states and cities and moving all over uh parents teachers and uh you know that mba experience doing a job i hated having three you know, job i hated was before the mba experience um, getting laid off twice, uh, having three boys and being a baseball coach and childhood cancer and start my own business. I mean, I just, I think in my just perspective on things and musical tastes, I think it's gonna be hard to find someone exactly like you or like me. Oh, no doubt. And that's why I like that you stated your distinctions. Because as everyone plans their aspirations for the year, it's level setting. It's level setting to know why you stand out. And if I were to answer the question of what's different about me is that I am highly obsessive about being organized. And, you know, I like to use software. I like to, all these books behind me, I'm a avid avid reader and i read so others don't have to even like for you like i read so you don't have to read read things as you're reading a new book for the first time we will you know, not promote it, that book oh no no 
It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people I'm reading. I'm <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I was talking to Lisa, like, there's, it's, it's an interesting connection between this book and the last book I read, which is really going to date how often I read. I, like, I, I shouldn't even say what that book was. I'm, I'm really saying from <laughs> Dr. St- Dr. Seuss. <laughs> From start to finish, right? I've read a lot of books and I read a lot generally, but but I usually get bored and I forget about it. So the one I'm reading right now is that Trump Fire and Fury book, and uh, the the one I read before that was the Game of Shadows, which is that Barry Bonds book, and <sighs> digging into all the stuff he did and all that kind of stuff with steroids and whatnot. So. I think there's a, definitely a, a line between those in terms of what interests me and keeps me reading something like that. Nice, yeah. No, that's good. So um, I was gonna. So for me, the what that wants different. I think I like the question because we, if if this year is about creating more awareness of of what you're gifted at and your shortcomings. That could be part of, of how you write your aspirations. So we did not talk about aspirations this time. We will talk Dude, about it. That was it. so misleading now. I feel like we, I got to apologize to everybody. No, not at all. Because this is the foundation for aspirations. When you understand what you crave, when you understand what you want more of, and you understand you know, what you want to, to give your permission to be, it is the start of... Of, of stating your aspirations. So in two weeks, we will go into the other one because we're not, are we meeting next week? Yeah, let's, we're not going to meet next week. It's, it's, okay. it's funny because like it's holiday central on Mondays lately. Um, yeah. So next week's a holiday and uh, so we'll take a week off and we'll meet again the week after that. Nice. Right That's in? all the questions I have for you. I called the bartender for our tab and I'll pay for that sweet water you got there in my Gatorade <laughs> but uh, no it feels good to get back in the flow man uh, thanks for joining me once again uh, until next time do awesome things we're out we're out